You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. We need as Christians to know the scriptures because the scriptures tells us who we are in the Lord. And that's where we struggle. Everything that I am, everything that I have to believe, the Bible from the book of Revelation to the book of Genesis tells me who am I, you know, and that's powerful. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor, and we are continuing our series in Ephesians. And I'm joined by two special guests. First, we have Lead Pastor Jose Avaro with us. Jose, thanks for buenos being días. here. Taylor, buenos dias. Hola. <laughs> and we're joined by a very special guest, and that is Pastor Ricardo. Pastor, thank you for being here. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you very much for the invitation. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Welcome to Conversations Podcast. It's great to have you <laughs> okay. here. And uh, I love to, we always start out by asking kind of who, usually it's Jose, but whoever was speaking, just kind of a more behind the scenes as you prepared for the lesson. So I assume Jose gave you kind of Ephesians 3 to explain to you a little bit about it. What were some of your thoughts as you began to kind of study and prepare and how did you kind of develop the message uh, the well, way you did? Yeah, uh, you know, the book of Ephesians is one of my, I mean, one of the, all the, these books written by Paul are amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I just felt connected with the idea of this chapter mm-hmm. since, you know, um, it's just about our everyday. Mm-hmm. The, that's why it's all the, what just, we are going every day in our lives and how uh, Paul channeled the church. And the same message from yesterday it's the same from today. I mean, it's the same thing that we're going every day. Right. And I just enjoy it so much, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the first thing is that God speak to me and then I can speak to people. Mm. That's the greatest experience of every preacher. Mm-hmm. That God first speak to us, to our need and touch our hearts. It's personal. And yeah, that's exactly right. what you did. You brought us to our knees from the beginning by saying you need if you you can pray in your car, you can yeah. pray, uh, you can go to church, you can do all the right things, but there comes there will come a time in your life where you'll have to pray on your knees. Right. And I remember I was uh, I was talking to Rhonda about this this morning. Um, Cecilia Belvin told me once that um, praying in your car is dangerous because you'll have to pull over sometimes. <laughs> mm. If you start going into prayer, uh, it takes over. It needs to be the only thing that you're doing. And so I really appreciated how vulnerable you were and you shared openly about how uh, you've done that in your life. Amen. So. Yeah, no, that, that was so good. And that was one of your first points here, just reading off here, the notes I took is just that the power starts by bowing our knees unto the Lord. And power was a common theme throughout your message. It was titled, Don't Give Up, but just kind of power throughout that. What is so significant about power? Because I think about from a from a non-spiritual or, or kind of secular standpoint, power can seem like, you know, this authority or government or that kind of thing. But in our faith, power is so important. So right. how did that factor into just this passage? And love to hear both of y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, that uh, my experience, you know, like uh, I, as I said before, one of my favorite songs is, yes, Jesus loves you when he said that, uh, you know, that we are weak, but he's strong. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the only way that we have to be strong is just to depend on the Lord. And um, that's where our power comes from. Mm -hmm. And um, also in the book of um, Philippians chapter 4, 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. So that's where our power comes from and the relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I praise the Lord that I I was living in a situation with my son and uh, that I felt that I 
God has to do something. I mm -hmm. couldn't do anything. You know, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't reach him, but God was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, even I said, Lord, this situation um, makes me really sad and depressed. And, you know, so there is when our battle starts. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, Lord, you are um, my Lord. You are my provider. You fight for me. You promise to be by my side. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, how I see this. Mm -hmm. not, not by mine, not my um, strength. strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I praise the Lord that I experienced that first before teaching it. Because yeah. it was suffering, you know, we still battling. And that's our every day. Every day we have a battle. Every day we have a situation. Mm -hmm. Even when we think that, you know, everything is okay, we can have a bad news or things can turn upside down. And God is right there. He's, he's in the right position to help us, to give it the hands, and even to allow things to happen mm -hmm. for a reason. That's right. All right? I think about the way that we see power in our world. We think you have to earn uh, credibility or you have to work your way up a ladder in order to gain power. And then again, your first point is the way that you get power in the spirit is by surrendering, is yeah. by being on your knees. Mm -hmm. That's how you actually become powerful. You give Amen. your power away. So Paul's saying, I must decrease, or John the Baptist saying, I must decrease so that Jesus must increase. Paul's saying, I, I need to boast in my weakness. I mean, this is a constant theme, humility. We are powerful yeah. when we have that posture of humility. You know, I also love Jesus as an example. Yeah, when he yeah. prayed and said, God, now my will will yeah. yours be done. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible said that God sent angels mm -hmm. to strengthen him. And when he uh, wake up, when he stood up from the prayer, he was totally different. He had another vision. He knew where he has to go, even when he was in pain and, and experiencing pain before going to the cross. But he was determined to do it mm -hmm. just because we received the resources. That's what we need, you know, the resources from, from heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so good. And, and you know I'm, what? I always, this is what I learned and what I always teach that uh, I, I'm speaking too much. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is, it's the conversations <laughs> podcast where we just get to have a conversation. You know, um, you know, I was with God, I was saying that uh, I was asked a long time ago um, when we, when Jesus said, you know, God glorify yourself. And when we ask the Lord to glorify um, his self in our, in our lives, I was asked, what does it mean? And I didn't have an answer, so I prayed. And then in this same passage in Luke, I think it's chapter, I don't remember exactly, I'm not going to say it, I don't want to get mm -hmm. wrong in that. But in this when passage- Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane? Yeah, in the yeah. olives, yeah. you know, that, that God glorified himself through sending angels. Mm -hmm. That's what God revealed to me, that uh, every time that we pray that God will be glorified is that he's sending his divine resources to help us in our, in our weakness, that's right. in our human situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we see um, when we bound ourselves, that God sends the angels, sends his presence, the Holy Spirit. And uh, all the resources, you know, are in our hands. Mm -hmm. It's just that we have to ask for. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a perfect segue to the next question because one of the things you talked about was just the the value of identity and knowing who we are because mm -hmm. that can be something that keeps us from that power and experiencing that. I just wrote down here, you said, uh, why don't we have more victories? We don't know who we are, even by coming to church and coming mm -hmm. to church. So, so how do both of y'all just remind yourselves of your identity? Because it might be easy for a pastor to say, oh, okay, yeah, you're a pastor. So, so you know your identity, but maybe mm -hmm. not 
me. So how do you remind yourself of that, especially against kind of the the lies or even just the whispers from the enemy that are trying to redefine yeah, yeah. who you are? I love I love so many things that you shared yesterday, Ricardo, that were so, sorry, Ricardo, Ricardo, <laughs> we have to say it right, Ricardo, um, that were so personal to your walk with Jesus because bottom line is that's where we get our identity. Once we encounter Jesus personally, mm -hmm. that's our story. Mm -hmm. So it, it all has the same variables. Jesus is the savior. He's the one that uh, has rescued us, but we have to acknowledge what are those sins that he rescued me from? What, how, how was I living? What was I thinking? And so when I think about my identity, it is a reflection of who I was and now who I am. And it's all thanks to Jesus. So I remember that my identity is now now, not in who I was, but in who I am because of what he's done for me. So remembering, uh, again, patterns of, of thoughts or perhaps a circumstance in your life where, where um, you were just stuck in, in sin, and now because of Jesus, how, how does that look different? It should look different. He, he, he came not only to save, but to redeem and transform and to now work through us as we are his representatives here on earth. So um, I think we have to take that personally. You say, you know, how do you pastors? Well, pastors, I mean, you know, that's just our position, but we are all part of the church. Right. We are all under um, God's grace. And that's what's so beautiful about the church. We say this almost every Sunday, we're a group of imperfect people. Mm -hmm. There's only one perfect savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're all on a journey to go to him. Mm -hmm. So I think remembering um, how I was, what I thought, those things helped me appreciate my identity in Christ now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think that uh, we need as Christians to know the scriptures because the mm -hmm. scriptures tells us who we are mm -hmm. in the Lord. And that's where we struggle. That's right. Everything that I am, Everything that I have to believe is that what God says in the Bible, who am I in Him, mm -hmm. you know? And that's powerful. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning, from the book of Revelation to the book of Genesis, the Bible tells me who am I. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the Old Testament, it said that uh, God called me to be head and no tail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, the Bible is all full of promises, you know. Mm -hmm. And also in the Revelation chapter, um, I think it's chapter... It's chapter 2. Um, chapter 2 of Revelation? Yeah. Chapter yeah. 2.10, or 5.10. Oh, 5.10, 510. Yeah. yeah. 5.10. It says that um, uh, we are we are priests and uh, we are reign. We reign on the earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, as you said, you know, the spiritual battle is so, so hard. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is always lying and lying and lying. I mean, I struggle a lot, let me tell you. And every time I always said this, people say, you're the pastor, come on. I'm a pastor, but I'm a human too, you know. I have problems, I have needs, I have my kids, I have a, you know. My mother always said, once you are a father or you're a mother, you will never sleep again. <laughs> like, you know. Jose, can you confirm? You know what I'm saying? Because always, you know. <laughs> and so there's always a problem. And, uh, and um, the enemies, in my case, you know, he used a lot of lies. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right now, I have, I'm, I'm battling with things with my family, mm -hmm. you know? And every morning, I have to wake up, and I have to go to the scriptures, and, and, and God reminds me um, who my kids are for them. And God always tells them they are in the palm of my hands. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like yesterday in the afternoon, 
when I finished, when I was home and I was quiet, I talked to my wife, then we prayed together. And I told her, you know what? That we've been always there for our kids, but it's time for us to get away so that they can walk with Jesus. Now, in my case, my uh, oldest son, living alone, you know, mm-hmm. because we're always in the middle between God and our kids. And there's a time God said, get away from there. Mm-hmm. Let me work. Every time you're there, I can't do anything. I yeah. can't do anything. Yeah. So in that experience, being good or bad or horrible or whatever or perfect, God needs to show them who right. they are right. and that they have to believe that they are called by God, loved above all, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's identity. Start by knowing that we are the apple of of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we have to defend, you know. And always I always said that it doesn't matter our condition when our um our position is higher. Mm-hmm. We are sinners by nature, but God said when he rose from death, he is in higher place and we are with him in higher mm-hmm. place. So yes, my condition is a sinner, but my position is higher than my condition. Mm. And that's who am I in Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Let's talk about just the value of the church and the value of community because y'all both mentioned great things. You mentioned your story, mentioned just uh, even just the word as far as going back to for identity. What 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 part does community and what part does the church and fellowship with other believers play as far as in just this concept of of not giving up? I'll tell you this: um, not everyone has has had the pleasure, nor maybe will have the pleasure of visiting a wonderful place like Cuba in their lifetime. That's just the truth. But let me share one experience that I've um, enjoyed and am truly grateful for. When you step into another church in another country that has the same Holy Spirit and everything else is different, the language is different, the culture is different, some of the things that you do are different, you know, there's all sorts of customs and things like that, but you enjoy true fellowship, koinonia, you have that love for one another, that's when you know this isn't man-made. You can't make this stuff up. That's the Holy Spirit of God saying, these are my people, I'm working through them, and I'm building something through this group that no other entity, organization, you said, you talked about governments yesterday, all of that is can be used by God, but the church is a living organism mm-hmm. that God so chooses to use, you know, group of imperfect people. But when we gather, when we're when we're when we're holding fast to what the word says and 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 we're loving each other imperfectly, going through hard times, it's it's just a beautiful uh, thing and, and I have felt that every single time I've been over there and it's it's wonderful. Those are my brothers and sisters that that, that I love and and so it's part of what's what was so exciting yesterday is enjoying that that fellowship here. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, brother, I, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. I, I shared yesterday, you know, when you go uh, in Miami, the services are in English, but. Once you fellowship, everybody speaks Spanish. <laughs> so it's normal because there's a huge community of Cuban yeah. there and everybody hugs and everybody. I mean, it's Cuban style in Miami. Yeah, they say there's it's, more, they speak more Spanish in Cancun. <laughs> uh, they speak more English in Cancun than yeah. they do in, in Miami because right. everybody right. in Miami speaks Spanish. I go to California and um, it's home. It's home. And it's, it's English, but there's a lot of Latin, you know. Mm-hmm. There's Mexican, there are Puerto Rican, it's mixed. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so, but I, I would never, I could never imagine them being here in Wimberley where everybody is blonde, blue eyes, you know. <laughs> Not everyone, but most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and I felt so welcome. So, so welcome. Mm. And that is part of something that got started long ago. Because you can't you can't do like a first impression of like like something is full. No, when when you receive this because it's something created, you know, it's something that is cultural in this yeah. church. And uh, I believe that any preacher, any preacher that will come here to Wimberley to this church to share the word will be very easy for them because you know it's it's so they will feel so warmly welcome mm -hmm. and that is amazing and that's really important you know for anyone who visits for any, and it talks also about the community you know these people are here in the church and they express themselves in the church but i'm sure these people in their community are the same people that express love in their community you know so it means that god is doing a great job here in this church And, uh, you know, as the Bible says that we are like a city high in the mountains, you know, that shines and can be hidden. Mm -hmm. Hidden, you say? Hidden. Hidden, yeah. you know. And uh, sorry for my broken English. <laughs> But, you know. in Spanish. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's how I feel. In our experience, you know, uh, we also had a bakery donated by, Cal uh, by um, Wimberley. And uh, it's been a blessing, not only for the income for the church, but also for that community. Mm -hmm. You know, even getting a bread in Cuba, it's so, so, so difficult. Mm -hmm. Like getting a bread. Let me tell you something. Like every, uh, every uh, food is rational. Mm -hmm. So what everybody gets is one bread, very old bread, hard bread, old bread per person. Mm -hmm. You day. know what I'm saying? A day. A day, per day. Mm -hmm. So if you want to buy more, you have to go like one of our bakery. And uh, and we've been so blessed, too blessed, mm -hmm. you know, the community. And that's how we influence. Also, our daycare, you know, it's not only for, because everyone say like they want to have their kids in the daycare. They would say, oh, this is only for the people from the church. No, it's for everybody. Amen. You know, we have uh, best prices. We have best care you know, and the best education. Yeah. And we have to be very careful because all this movement with education is becoming crazy also in Cuba, and we're still focusing on a scriptural that's right. um, teaching. That's right. that's right. And that's how we influence in the community. Mm -hmm. Not only for the hub we can do, but the most important thing is to focus, you know, on Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, and as I said before, The church is the only thing that people see is that doesn't change. It's the only thing stable in their life. You know, people get old, they die, they moved, but the church is still there and still the same. Mm -hmm. That's why church is very important in the community to keep um, a scriptural, yes. to keep, you know, spiritual, and uh, with a vision to, to reach Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, to reach the community for Christ. Because church is a stable, it's a stability mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. Everybody changes, but now the church. Yeah. 
That's so good. That'll preach. You know That'll preach. Yes. Yes. That's what I, I think love. About, I think about something too, just the value of community and just the way in which we get to uh, just worship God and share stories of how God works. I think about, uh, we just had a staff meeting where every now and then we'll, we'll pick someone on staff and we'll go around the room and encourage them. And it's neat because as people pick different attributes to kind of describe the person, uh, you know, I have my own relationship with that person, but everyone starts to speak to different characteristics. And I'm like, yeah, this is the same person. Like they know this person the same way that I know them. And so I just think that even just you and your testimony and your church and what God's doing. It's like, I've ne- I never met you before yesterday and I've never been to Cuba, but just hearing everything you describe, I'm like, yeah, that's the same God. That's the same God that we see working here, the same God we're working over there. And I love how you just tied in just how uh, verse 18 about how wide, how long, how high, how deep. Mm. And then you specified, you said, it's not always in the good times that we see that. And it really is oftentimes you shared your own testimony with your sister, yeah. just how seeing how it's in the really low times that God shows you that love. What is so important about just holding on to that truth in tough times? Like, where do you go when there's tough times as far as you've shared already Mm. that you're surrounded and bombarded? And I think everyone listening can think of something in their story about something either current or maybe just even recently. Uh, Where do you go in in times of of hardship? Yeah. You know, this is, it was tough. Like a testimony was given yesterday. Uh, One of the hardest things was to go back where all these new believers were almost 20 believers that we baptized yeah. and they didn't understand how being a Christian, right. you know? Right. And this this is what people believe sometimes. Oh, she is the sister of the pastor. <laughs> oh, she should be in scene. Or she yeah. was punished because, yeah. you know, what happened in a spiritual activity, she died. Yeah. And there was a lot of confusion mm-hmm. at that moment. But God, then I got to go back. I have to take care of my mom of my daughter and everyone was there and these new people. So we have to pray, sing a song, and then I don't know, I don't even remember what I taught, but I, but God spoke to them. Mm-hmm. And none of them were lost. Mm-hmm. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. None of them were lost. So in the hard times, there's not other place to go but Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's not other ways to go. And, um, you know, me as a pastor, this is what I experienced. We struggle a lot with this issue, where to go in hard time. We know, oh, Jesus is the place. But mm-hmm. I don't know, Pastor Jose, if this happened to you. I We do a lot of visitation with people that are not attending a church, mm-hmm. or we meet them at, at the street or in town, and then when we talk to them, oh, what's going on, where, where you're not fellowshipping, and this is what they say. Oh, I have so many problems. I have so many problems that I can't go to church. I can't go... And, you know, that is a wrong perspective, would I say that? Mm-hmm. There's a wrong thought that is a lie from the enemy because is the battle is bigger, the bigger has to be my walking beside the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. It's That's like, right. like... This is a safe place. Right. This, right. Is, this is where you seek refuge. By the this way, I, the suggest, of... I suggest you guys to watch the movie that is called the... Um, Hold on. Well, just stop. I tell you. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Oh. I love movies. Oh, my goodness. That's the, the most beautiful. And it talks a lot about, a lot about struggling. Hmm. It, was, it, was, uh, it was a man who lost her daughter. Hmm. She was kidnapped and murdered. And then he was in a social sad situation. And God dealed with him. In a such a beautiful and powerful way, where he mm. was revealed by God, by the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, and it was powerful. It was the shack. The shack. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! Thank that's, you very much. So, I a, saw it yesterday. I cried. 
<laughs> yeah, it was is powerful. It is powerful. Uh, yeah. Different different um, attributes yeah. of God too through right, that. Right. You said uh, church is a safe place, and I think that's the challenge for us is to make sure that it stays a safe place. We want to be the place where people come when they're hurting, not uh, where people come and are hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that's that's just the reality. And I think as pastors, I know your heart, and this is my heart for sure. You know those things happen in life. Those those things happen here on earth. That's not God's heart. He's given us his word mm-hmm. that, that gives us how to, mm-hmm. you know, love one another and and, and deal with um, issues and, 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 and talk about relational difficulties and all those things. And we do that imperfectly. So we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. But God's heart is to restore, right. to heal, to bring life, to redeem. And, and you know, keeping that at the, at, you know, as, pa- as a pastor, I want to keep that as top shelf, you know, things that I, that I say, because uh, we have so many hurting people. And you sharing that verse yesterday, Ricardo, opened up my eyes to see the length that God's love reaches. Yes. So so almost you know the week prior we talked about the tent and God's presence being in a tent to protect us. You know because his holy presence was was so great we had to do all of these things Old Testament right? Um and so the holy of holies was inside of this one spot. The gospel is that the the, the holy spirit escaped <laughs> and went out to us. Right. To heal us and to bring us into fellowship with God and and that's God's love reaching us in our hardest places when we have felt the lowest. I mean, I, you were you were preaching and I'm like, golly, <laughs> that's good. You know, if I'm in a ditch, God's there. If if I'm super right, far away yeah. from my family and because of my decisions, God's there. If I'm, you know, in an airplane about to jump out of an airplane, God's there if with a parachute, you know? <laughs> but but God God reaches us in any circumstance that we're at. And that that's the beauty of the gospel of Jesus. Uh, we should be a church that, you know, people want to come because they want to seek healing mm-hmm. and care mm-hmm. and comfort. And uh, that's the goal. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. It was a wonderful message yesterday and just so much good truth in there. I want to leave you with one question that we don't have to take up too much time on this, but uh, it is so neat to think about the bond that we share with the same God, the same Bible, the same Holy yep. Spirit in us. And yet you come from a different cultural context as far as just experiencing all these things. So I'd love to hear maybe if you had an, a word of encouragement to the American church or just to our church in general, just from what you're seeing and just what you're hearing and living, maybe just some word that, that you would want to give us. Oh yeah, just keep giving just keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep faithful to um, your calling from the first day of foundation of the church here. You've reached the world because there is something important, you know, um, the world needs you guys because uh, you, you have the word, you have the, the resources, mm-hmm. you, you, you travel, you help. And we've been so blessed, so blessed. And I'm sure there's so many countries and the world has been so blessed by you guys. And I think that God has to do something with America. And I'm sure that he already started. And let me tell you, God is faithful to fulfill it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So America needs Jesus. Yes. And I know that things are happening. But things are happening for a reason. And maybe one of the reasons is that people would turn to the Lord and open their eyes and believe that we are in the end of the times. And the freedom that is given to this nation is not to get lost, but to reach the lost. 
Come on. Not to get lost, but to reach the lost. You're not lost. <laughs> and that's the more important thing. You got the resources, you got the freedom, you have the, you know, everything. Just go forward, just go out, outdoors. Keep doing what you're doing. This church is the, one of the greatest examples. And it's not, it's not because I'm here that I'm saying this. It's because our church has been so blessed with the new building. And that's why you are giving what you are receiving from God. You know, and and uh, you you you're not empty pockets. What I'm saying it's that yeah. God is God wants you to fill your pockets and keep you know blessing yes. people so that God will keep giving you and giving you because that is the grace. Uh, you are in a blessed position where you don't only receive but you bless, you give, mm-hmm. and the Bible said it's better giving than receiving. I don't want to be there. That position. <laughs> I want to. I want to make sure that we all heard this. If you're listening to this, that you is we. That's who we are. That's the body of Christ. That's who we get to be. And so, Ricardo, I love you, man. It's so good to you, be brother. in in this room. And I'm excited to be back in Cuba. And thanks for being on the podcast. You're awesome, guys. I gotta take this to Cuba. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.